So, um, here we are again. How's your head? How's my head? <laughs> Why'd you ask? Well, you exerted yourself yesterday. You okay? Uh, I'm okay. Feeling a little bit worse for wear, but I think, um, I think I have you to blame for that. I think you're old enough to, you know, know better. <laughs> Fair enough. We should probably, um... <laughs> what have you got for me? Right, I've got another novel. Okay. A passage from a novel. So, um... Well, I can see it is 1984. <laughs> it is 1984, yes. Good, good choice. It is good choice. Uh, it's a book that actually made a massive impression on me when I was a teenager. Can't remember if I read it at school, but certainly when I was a teenager. And How old? I think I was probably 14 or 15. Okay. And... I think I picked it, picked this one because in the last episode you picked a speech that had made a huge impression on you Mm -hmm. politically. Yes. And this book obviously makes a huge impression on people politically because um, obviously a very, very famous story, you know, about totalitarian state. And as a 15 year old, I find it quite chilling. Yeah. And then watching the film that came out in 1984 with John Hurt, Richard Burton, it was incredible how it had represented exactly what I thought about the book. So the 1984 film came out in 1984? They did a version of it in 1984, yeah. So the book came out in 1949. Yes. So I picked a particular passage here. And to be fair, I probably could have picked any passage from this book and it would have sort of resonance for today. But I've got one there for you, so... Okay. So are you ready? I'm ready. Read it to me. In the ramifications of party doctrine, she had not the faintest interest. Whenever he began to talk of the principles of Inksock, double-think, the mutability of the past and the denial of objective reality, and to use new speak words, she became bored and confused and said she never paid any attention to that kind of thing. One knew that it was all rubbish, so why let oneself be worried by it? She knew when she cheer, what she knew when to cheer and when to boo, and that was all one needed. If he persisted in talking of such subjects, she had a disconcerting habit of falling asleep. She was one of those people who can go to sleep at any hour and in any position. <laughs> Talking to her, he realized how easy it was to present an appearance of orthodoxy, of orthodoxy, yeah? yeah, while having no grasp, whatever, of what orthodoxy meant. In a way, the worldview of the party imposed itself most successfully on people incapable of understanding it. They could be made to accept the most flagrant violations of reality because they never fully grasped the enormity of what was demanded of them and were not sufficiently interested in public events to notice what was happening. By lack of understanding, they remained sane. They simply swallowed everything and what they swallowed did them no harm because it left no residue behind, just just as a grain of corn will pass undigested (laughs) through the body of a bird. Oh, wow, that's a good bit. How do you think, um, what do you think first? Well, I thought that you were 
for a moment I thought you picked that passage because of me, because of <laughs> I can sleep in, in any any time in any position. But I hadn't thought about that, but I could see how you might tell you might feel it now. <laughs> good, good, good paragraph. It's where that yeah, for me it's sort of how we just uh, can give up. Yes. And then anything can happen when you give up. And it does think you know, you could think of any any totalitarian state, you could think of China, you could think maybe of Russia, you could think of any, anybody really, you could think of the UK where people are just um, give in and think, okay, this, this isn't for me, I'll just play along and swallow anything. Or even, not even to swallow it, but just accept that this is the way the world is yes. and stop questioning. And I think as a 15-year-old, I thought, well, why would you do that? Why would you give in? And now as a 54-year-old, thinking, well, it's this, this is just as relevant now. If you give in and accept then the world can never become a better place and you are then at risk of falling into a totalitarian state. Do you think that's what happens though? Uh, the younger you are, the hungrier you are, and then the older you get, you sort of get a little bit... Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because in the in the book, uh, Winston and Julia, because there's, there's obviously Winston Smith talking there and uh, Julia is the person he has an affair with, which is against the law, mm-hmm. the... Uh, the um, what was it? The sex crimes, uh, what did they call it? I forgot the name of them. They're not allowed to have recreational sex. Yeah. And obviously they're, they are rebelling against Big Brother, but doing it in their own their own ways, but doing it together. And obviously the awful thing about this, spoiler alert, is that obviously they both end up betraying each other. And uh, there's an awful, I don't know if it's in the book, certainly in the film, you hear Richard Burton say, um, it's not enough to obey. You need to love. And he has to love Big Brother. Yes. Which is absolutely terrifying. Um, but maybe, I don't know. That, that, well, sorry, they, they are older in, in, obviously, I don't think his age is in the book, but certainly the, the John Hurt played him as an older man. Yeah. So there was rebellion there. Um, but I, I, you may be right. Maybe it's um, when we are younger, we are more likely to question. But I suppose we need to keep, for me anyway, you need to keep questioning. But then this line here, by lack of understanding, they remain sane. Don't you think it's a bit of a, you know, ignorance is bliss, sort of, you know, why worry about this? Why worry about things so out of my reach to control a change? I think it is. This is a thing of impotence, isn't it? Because mm. most people, a lot of people don't vote. Yeah. And they think, and it's quite a rational position you take where you think, well, nothing will change if I don't vote, either because they're in a constituency where the MP has never changed, or you think, well, my vote actually counts for nothing. And it is quite hard, I think, in a sort of a liberal or representative democracy democracy to make the point that, well, yeah, if you don't vote, you will get ignored. Well, I get ignored anyway. It makes no yes, difference to my life. Exactly. You prove to me why I need to do this. And it's very hard to, to prove a negative. Um, and lots of people go throughout their entire lives not voting, not questioning, just living an apolitical life. And I've, um, I've, always, I've, I've never done that. But um, this book, I think it's still, you know, you can see parallels everywhere. I could have picked any passage, really. Yeah. So, good book. You look, is that a good choice? Yeah, it's a good choice. Yeah. And um, you're quite passionate about it. You look even more handsome now. <laughs> well, it's very nice of you to say so. Maybe we should uh, maybe we should stop there. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time.